This episode of Locked On MLB is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app on the iOS App Store and find one of our Locked On rooms. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. You are Locked On MLB. Your daily MLB podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, baseball fans. Welcome to Locked On MLB, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. This is the daily podcast we talk about all of Major League Baseball. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. On today's episode, which we are recording on the 19th day of March, we are almost in late March, which means the baseball season is right around the corner. We're bringing in Josh Neighbors of Locked On Nats to talk about his team and basically wherever our minds shall go. This show is available on the radio.com app and everywhere you get your podcasts. And when you're staying at home as we're trying to beat this thing, wear your mask, don't be a dumbbell and tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On MLB or check out some of the other great shows on the Locked On Podcast Network, including Locked On MLB Prospects with Aaron Lightning. Hey, why not Locked On Nationals with Josh Neighbors? Follow us on Twitter at Locked On MLB Pods. Same handle on Instagram. I'm your pal Sully. I'm at Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. So it's Friday. Rare Friday show for Lockdown MLB as I usually go Sunday through Thursday, but we had to skip a day. But here we are. We're doing Friday and we're bringing in the voice, the locked on voice of the Nationals, the last team to win a World Series in a real season. The last team to win a World Series in front of their home fans. Welcome back, Josh Neighbors. Welcome to the show. Silly, I think it's been, let's see, I've, so I've been a part of Locked On for a, over a year now. Yeah. And it, just because it's been such an extraordinarily weird year, mm. I actually don't think you and I have ever gotten a chance to do this before. No, so I know. I, I realized that when I said welcome back, because I've always, that's like, I, I guess this is my my great apology to you. That I, No, 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 no apologies. I'm just, it's funny how you and I have not actually crossed paths in a uh, recording sense to this yeah. point, but it's it's great to be here. It's great yeah. to be on the show. And I'll tell you what, late March for me, mm. I'm not sure how, how much in tune to it you are, but I, I am somebody who works in the college sports industry. So right now on my television, I've got the first NCAA March Madness game on between Mount St. Mary's and Texas Southern. There's a play-in game. And so for me, this is like the, this is the craziest time of the year. This is a time of year where baseball meets college sports meets the NFL draft, which I still on the college side. So I cover that as well too. Mm -hmm. Uh, I also do the locked on big 12 podcast. So the big 12 has seven teams in the NCAA tournament. They've got plenty of guys going to be drafting the NFL draft. The nationals are obviously in spring training. So a busy time to be, to be right now, but I'm glad I'm still going to talk to you nonetheless. Let's get on topic here. Josh neighbors is the host of locked on Nationals. nationals. I almost said senators. (laughs) And as you alluded to, the Nationals are playing in the best division in baseball. They are. Now, I will say this right up front. I do think there's a clear front runner. I do think the Atlanta Braves probably are the best team top to bottom. That being said, there have been many, many years like, oh, I don't know, 2012 
or 2015 when the, the National League East had a clear-cut winner and a team other than the clear-cut winner wound up winning the division that year. It happens from time to time. And there's not a dud in the division. The Marlins made the postseason last year. The Phillies are a mess but have a ton of talent. The Mets, when they're healthy, their pitching staff will be second to none. Atlanta it, it could potentially win 100 games this year. And lest we forget, the Washington Nationals are only two years removed from winning the World Series and have made some deals with to set up this year that, look, at. I don't see them as the favorite, but I surely see them as a winning team and a contender. Yes, yeah, so Sally, here's the deal. They're, they're making the playoffs in the National League is going to be really difficult. And I said this a bunch on, our, on my show. Just play it out. The three winners, we think, are going to be the Dodgers. Just I'm just for the sake of example. Dodgers, let's go with Cardinals. Let's go with Braves. All right? You got two playoff spots left there. Yeah. We can assume Mets probably get one of them. And do you want to assume Padres? I mean, here's the I, I, I would assume Padres over the Mets right now. I, right. I, it's, and, so, <laughs> and so I think the Mets might be a better team. Padres, I think, are better plays because they, they don't play as good competition on a consistent mm-hmm. basis is kind of my read on it. But what you're have what you're what you're saying at this point is the Mets, or excuse me, the Nationals, the Phillies, the Marlins, the Brewers, the Cubs, somebody's gonna have to upset the apple cart in a big, big way. And so what I'll say is this: Do I think the Nationals make the playoffs? No, I do not. Do I think they make the playoffs? Which I think is, which I think is pretty, which is not really normal. I think for most hosts on our network, I'm I'm not as I'm not as big of a Nationals fan as, as some of the people are for other, other teams that I mentioned or the teams that they cover, but nonetheless. But if they make it, like who the hell wants to play them? No. They, they, I mean, the Braves have the Braves have won to an extent, but have not won the way the Nationals have. The Mets have not won the way the Nationals have. The Padres have not won the way the Nationals have. Sure, the Dodgers have won, but but look back to 2019. Last time these two teams met in the playoffs, who won? Washington Nationals did in, in pretty impressive fashion. The Cardinals, last time these two teams met in the playoffs, who won? Cardinals didn't win a game. They, they did not win a single game. It was not close. They were, so, they, 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 they had the doors blown off the car. They, oh, they, it, was, it, was, it was a sweep. I saw it coming. And I said, once they got past the Dodgers, I said, look, the only team I'm worried about the Nationals at that point in time, this is actually before I was covering them, is, is the Astros. That's the one team that worries me. I said, the Cardinals, they've got nothing to the Nationals. They blew, blew the doors off. So I think we're in an interesting spot now. We're looking at what's happening in the National League. And do I think the Nats make it once again? No. But if they do, nobody wants to play this team. This team is built for October. The question is, are they built to get there in a really competitive division? That's, that, is a great, that is a great point. That was really – well stated. In fact, you could sell a few built bars. That was how well that that was stated. <laughs> Here's what I think is in the Nationals' favor this year. First of all, you're going to have 162 games with Robles, with Soto, with Turner, and rolling the dice that the likes of you know Schwarber and Bell and Castro. They're hoping that they can you know catch lightning in the bottle with one of those with one of them. But Soto and you have an elite talent on the squad who's who's blossoming and you're gonna see him play the full 162. But you alluded to it. Look at there 
Scherzer, Strasburg, Corbett, and Lester, the law firm of Scherzer, Strasburg, Corbett, and Lester are four players, and they're all there's question marks to all of them to any veteran pitcher right. where they, they've been around the block a bunch of times. However, if those guys can be even remotely healthy and remotely close to what they're capable of being, who the hell wants to face them in a short series? And, all, and also they're all world champions. I was all about, four are world champions. I was about to say, Strasburg's a World Series MVP. Lester's a Div- League Championship Series MVP. Patrick Corbin came out of the bullpen to win Game 7 of the World Series. And Max Scherzer's a Hall of Famer. And so nothing's going to phase those guys. In fact, Max Scherzer probably would have been a League Championship Series and World Series MVP if the Tigers had anything resembling a bullpen back in 2013 when they were heads and shoulders better than the Red Sox, except for the fact that the Red Sox had Koji Uehara as a closer and the Detroit Tigers had the 14th caller. And so the, the fact of the matter is you have in a short series, when you have a pitching staff that can match up with any other pitching staff and you hope that a bunch of other players who are all as I mentioned, Soto, Turner, Schwarber's got World Series experience. These are all guys who won't wilter. Is that a word? Wilter? Uh, wither. It's, it's I, I wither I, I combine wither, wither and wilt. Or, well, <laughs> I put wilter, them in. I brundle fly them into wilter. And, <laughs> but, and now is the wilter of our discontent. And I think the Nats are going to be the type of team that could be terrifying down the stretch, especially if you have teams that are stumbling over themselves it's not too dissimilar to a bunch of years when in the past when you've tried to have teams try to overtake the the division champion and you've seen lesser talented cardinals or yankees or braves teams win in the past and why did they why did they win because they didn't fold down the stretch and this team's not going to fold this team may get old down the stretch, yeah, but they will not game. fold down the stretch. They, they got to be healthy. The Braves, the Mets are built and constructed to where they can absorb an injury or two, right? Think about that, that, that Mets pitching staff. I mean, it's already built with the injury of Noah Syndergaard in mind, right? Mm-hmm. It are, the Braves, to some extent as well. They have a pitching staff built with the fact that Mike Soroka is going to be coming back from injury. And I think Dylan Short of Lockdown Braves made a great point. Probably a little bit slower than we think because also he's got to run the bases because the DH is really we can't get the DH not in the entire league. So those teams are built with that in mind. The Nationals cannot absorb a pitching injury. That fifth starter spot's wide open. They're one pitching injury away from seeing Austin Voth and Eric Fetty or Joe Ross, two of those three guys pitching, or Rogelio Armenteros pitching, two of those three guys, two of those four guys pitching every fifth day. Last year, Austin Voth did complete disaster. Yeah, and, and and I can't even tell you for sure what we're gonna get from what we're gonna get for John Lester. So this team has got to stay healthy, and things have to break right for them. Like they are going to need, they're gonna need John Lester to pitch well. They're going to need one of Schwarber or Bell to kind of hit that peak of what they were. Now I think there right. is a good track record for the Nats of bringing in older talent. Not old, but those guys aren't necessarily that old, but guys who are at veteran parts of their career and those guys coming in and performing pretty well. I, th- I think this team's got a good track record of that besides Eric Thames. So I think the Nats have a lot of stuff that goes in their favor in that sense, 
but it's it's a long grind. The team is still not that young. Victor Robles, like you said, he's got to be at a high level. Like he was, he was not last year. They might bat him lead off. They got to figure out how they want to construct the lineup. The bullpen, it's gotten a lot better than it was last year. So they've taken a meaningful steps. There's no questions about the intentions of the 2021 Nationals. There are no questions about that. Results is going to be a another story, but they've got a they've got a lot of parts. Of the World Series team still left. They've got a World Series winning manager. It's a World Series winning GM. You should have confidence in all of those things. So while I might be a pessimist, I think there are a lot of reasons for Nationals fans to be optimists. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football may be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook expert. Promo code LOCKEDON. Let's talk about Locker Room, a live audio-only sports talk platform. Perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. You can share your own experiences on the app. Locker Room is a free audio-only social media platform for sports fans. Start or join ongoing conversations. Watch games together. React to the biggest news. Join conversations with me. I'm going to be doing them every week. And I have a chance to be featured right here on Locked on MLB. All you need to do is download the Locker Room app for free on the iOS App Store. Create a profile. Link your Twitter and join the Locked On MLB group. Follow me, Sully, to be notified when my room goes live. We'll be going live on Locker Room every week. Date to be determined, so check it out. Follow me on Twitter at Sully Baseball, and I'll make the announcement right there. Come on in with your spiciest takes, and your pal Sully will be happy to talk with you on Locker Room. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Burkowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get podcasts. Well, and I will say that for some things, like you take, for example, Victor Robles. Now, Victor Robles, obviously the year he they went to the World Series and won he had a fine rookie. That was technically his rookie season, even though he was on the 2017, 2018 squads. He was technically a rookie in 2019. He played 52 games last year. I've got his stats up here. He didn't play particularly well last no. year. And but defense was, was an issue too. But it was 52 games. Right. I mean, that's where we have to take a lot of this with a grain of salt. If you looked up and you said, hey, it's Memorial Day. Oh, Victor Robles is batting 220. His OPS is 608. His on-base percentage is under 300. Let's hope he picks it up over the next 100 games as opposed to, that's all, folks. (laughs) I mean, there was no time for adjustments. That's one of the reasons why last year was so surreal is there was no time to adjust. There's no time to get on that hot streak, have those players who, well, they slumped the first half, but they caught fire the second. None of that happened. You just had the equivalent of April and May. 
And so here was a 23-year-old kid coming off of a year where they went to the World Series, things seemed to fall in place for him. And then suddenly to say, hey, you get two months to, to you know, pitchers have adjusted to him. So he doesn't get a chance to adjust back. I mean, I, and, and again, I could I could sound slightly hypocritical that I'll give Robles a pass, but then go on and praise Juan Soto for the same amount of time. But uh, I, I really, I think that you have an outfield when you have Soto and Robles those are two of the really young, super talented players who already have checked a bunch of the boxes that you would want to have for a star. They've, they've been there for a few years. They've put up big numbers. Obviously, Robles last year was slumped, and obviously Juan Soto was a, a legitimate MVP candidate last year. And so, I mean, you know, obviously he had to Freeman won and and he he was behind. Yeah, somebody, one, I mean, one missed eight games at the end of the season. They could have won the MVP. Yeah, in my opinion for Victor. You bring up Victor. It's really important to note, note like yeah, like you said, he's very young, and it was a shortened season, and he's just got so much potential. I, I just think Nationals fans want to see it. And while it was a short season last year, one thing I will say is he got every opportunity to win either like leadoff job. I mean, they gave him plenty of chance to play well. And so, shortened or not, he just had a bad year. And now, is he talented enough to definitely bounce back? Hell yeah. He's such a talented player. I, I like the way he's looked so far this spring, getting on base a lot. Seems like he's seeing the ball a bit better as well. So, those are encouraging things. And they want him to lead off Sully. They desperately want him to be their leadoff guy. He has hit leadoff in like every single spring training game he has played. He has been their leadoff guy. So, I'm kind of of the mind that he's the kind of guy I bet ninth if he's doing pretty decent just because it helps to turn over the lineup more and a pitcher would at that ninth spot. But if he's really killing the ball and really doing a great job getting on base, hit him first. I'm of the mind that you want Trey one, two, get those guys maximum amount of bats in the season, right? It's kind of where I think my mind goes. But if, if Victor's doing a great job, I think he's got to, maybe has a claim to that leadoff spot. All right. Well, look at, let me ask you a question here. Cause we're going, obviously we're, you, you've tapped into a couple of things I want to know from your point of view, but the fact of the matter is the, the nationals have talent. I think that there's a whole mess of teams. I really think there, I personally think there are four elite teams in the national league. I do think Los Angeles, I do think Atlanta, I do think San Diego and I do think St. Louis are the, you know, kind of the heads and shoulders. They're the, the clear favorites in there. So basically, in my opinion, it's one playoff spot that several, I don't want to say flawed teams, but like good teams, you know, not great teams, but good teams are going to be boxing out, throwing elbows, trying to get one spot. And you mentioned, I think the Cubs have taken themselves almost out of it. Um, I agree. I mean, the I don't understand why they have decided to cut bait. Cincinnati by losing Trevor Bauer, I I don't think they have the talent to stand up with the rest of them. The Giants, the Rockies, the Diamondbacks, they're they're also ran status. The Pirates are in the. I think the Pirates are the only team in baseball that has a legit shot to lose 100 games this year. And so I think everyone, 
Miami, Philadelphia, New York, Washington, and Milwaukee are the five teams that are going to battle it out for one spot. And I think probably, probably 88 wins will get it. Probably 88 wins will get that second wildcard spot. Where do you put now? We, we've established once if the if the Nationals get in, even if they go up against a super strong team like either San Diego or Los Angeles, whoever doesn't win in first place in that division will probably be the one will probably host the wildcard game. And none of them want to face Scherzer or Lester or one of them in a one game playoff. Maybe not a five game, but in a one game playoff where you can throw everything in the moon at them, then that would be that would be terrifying. That is a real incentive for the Padres or the Dodgers to win the division if they knew the Nats were looming after them or the Mets for that matter. Where do you think the Nationals fit in with that clump of teams in the regular season race? If if the total is 88 looking for, yeah. I would say they're three games short. I think they fall 85. I think 85 sounds right to me. It sounds like the right range. And that's like if they stay relatively healthy too, I think mm-hmm. 85 is a target. Once again, I like we project so much based off of what we fully think will happen and we don't consider injuries a whole lot of times. I'm kind of taking that into account. So I think 85 will be good for them considering the level of competition. They might not think so. I think 85 is pretty good, all things considered. So I think there are a few games short of a playoff spot to answer your question very quickly. Yeah. We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best-tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, incredibly-tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. Well, now is the time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It is Built Bar Madness. Today's matchup is Caramel Brownie versus Double Chocolate. You've got two chocolates. How can you beat that? Well, maybe you mix it up with a caramel and a brownie taste. Which one is it going to be? Is it going to be a double team or is it going to be zone on your taste buds? Go to BuiltBar.com or Bar underscore Built on Twitter. Remember to use the promo code LOCKEDON15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKEDON15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com and check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar ever. If you're the type of baseball fan that can't help but get giddy over prospects, boy, do we have a podcast for you. Lockdown MLB Prospects, hosted by minor league play-by-play voice Aram Lighton, is the only daily podcast devoted entirely to the stars of tomorrow. From team-focused farm system breakdowns, prospect rankings, and interviews with some of the brightest up-and-comers in the game, Lockdown MLB Prospects is the best way to stay plugged in on the future of your favorite team. Subscribe today, wherever you get your podcasts. You know, when a team that's filled with really good players and and a lot of and and veteran pitchers and everything they can hit a wall really fast i think that's the most terrifying thing for Mm -hmm. the for the nats going into a season where they have so much being banked on the success of their starting pitching i just think about how fast the philadelphia phillies went from going oh my god they've got lee and halliday and hamels and roy oswalt to suddenly 
those players no longer being valuable anymore and it ending really quickly, which is, again, one of the reasons why them winning in 2019 was so critical because the window of opportunity wasn't as great. But, yeah, it really does. I I mean, it is a great cliche, but it really just depends on their health because if this as we just rattled off, they've got a bunch of players who, when healthy, are are you just are, right, are like the rotations got, like the rotations got to be right too. Like I mean, let's think about it this way: the Scherzer, Strasburg, and Corbin have all looked pretty good so far this spring. To be honest, they've all looked very good, and that's positive. But Scherzer pitched through pain last year. Strasburg season, he only pitched five innings and had obviously surgery. And then Corbin was somebody admitted that he was not pitching at a fully hundred percent, and he underperformed last year as well. So if those three guys are right, then, I mean, yeah, look, look, the, look the F out, right? I mean, here come the Nationals. But those guys, you're banking on three guys over 30, looking right. I think Patrick Corbin's, I believe he's over 30. But three guys over 30, looking right, and there's no guarantee that's going to happen. Oh, yeah, your fourth guy is 37-year-old John Lester. So they've got some potential there. Obviously, it's, it's tap potential. We've already seen it before. But they, they've got potential there if they have to go correctly. It's just a matter of keeping those guys healthy. And even if they get all, even if they get good stuff from all four of those guys, even if a line of things go well for their lineup, look at how good the other two teams in the division are. There's no guarantee that they're going to get the next wild card spot. I got to say, the one of the things I'm looking forward to this year is physically going to a game. Now, I'm very for the lack of a better word, I'm gun shy to go to a game. Those know what's happened in my, with my dad mm-hmm. dying of COVID. I'm being a little, call, call me crazy, but I'm a no, little, we're not there yet, folks. We're not there yet. We're, this is the third act, hopefully, but there's, we need to get, this is not the conclusion. And so the, the idea of, I got shot number one. I get shot number two in a few weeks, but it's not a magic potion, folks. So let's just be smart. Let's see. Let's see everything come down back to normal. But I must say two things I'm looking forward to kids coming back into my classroom. So I'm not teaching on the damn camera Mm -hmm. and going to a ball game. Now, you will appreciate Josh neighbors. The last ball game that I physically was at physically sitting in the stands watching was game one of the division series between the Washington Nationals and the Los Angeles Dodgers mm. at Dodger Stadium. I was wow. a guest of Aaron Dolan, friend of the podcast, Aaron Dolan, who's the wife of friend of the podcast, Sean Doolittle. She called me. She said, we have a, we have an extra ticket. You want to come be my guest at the ballpark? I got, you know, I had to go sign in thing. I got free tickets to go, one ticket to go sitting right behind home plate for game one where the Dodgers and where the Nationals were coming off of the dramatic victory off of Milwaukee, which I think was just the night before, maybe two nights before. Yeah, two nights before, yeah. Yeah, it was it was fresh off of that. I can't believe they pulled that game off. And sitting there and the Dodgers smacked the Nationals around in game one. And I was sitting there in the players' family section and there was a little bit of this deflated sense of, well, it was nice to get here, 
but we're witnessing the World Series champions, aren't we? And little did we know <laughs> we, were. we were. It just was Series not champions. the team that we thought it was. You know, Sully, it's really interesting you mentioned this because th- think about it like this. Fans have not seen the world. The, the Nationals fans have not seen their World Series champion in person. Right. Now, I think it's 5,000 fans going to be allowed to see the first game. So, obviously, uh, the Nats Park – not not very you know not very many which to, I'm totally fine at this point in time but yeah, absolutely Nationals fans have not been able to see their 2019 World Series champion team in person yet and they had the parade yes all those things but it's 318 21 as we sit here right now and I'm excited for that as well too get get fans you know Obviously, smart about it, folks. I've got both my shots higher risk, so I was able to, luckily enough, to get them early. And we just hope everybody's safe when they go to these games, right? Wear your mask, make good choices, be respectful of others. And so we can, you know, continue to go see games and whatnot. But yeah, it's wild how far we've come from. Last season feels like it was a long time ago and a short time ago in so many weird ways. 2019 season feels like a lifetime ago, to be totally honest. It feels like a lifetime ago. And, and for... I mean, to see the first standing O the Nationals are going to get from even just their 5,000 fans are going to be there is going to be very special for all the Nationals fans who, who, who are around the world, I guess, who watch the team play because they have not yet gotten to celebrate their 2019 World Series championship in their home ballpark. They have not played a game with fans at home. The game seven was one of the road. Six and seven were both in the road. So I'm really excited to see the Nats be able to do that, to have fans and be able to celebrate with them. Something wild, when you think about that game five between LA and the Nats, I mean, the, the, the two, the clinchy game against Los Angeles and the clinchy game against Houston were, were wild because mm-hmm. the other team was ahead for so long that when Kershaw struck out Adam Eaton in the seventh inning, there was that sense of, well, the Dodgers are just better. Dodgers are just better. And, Roberts feeling nostalgic, wanted Kershaw to be the one to clinch it, left him in for the Rendon home run. The wrong the two sun- guys, the wrong two back-to-back combination, baby. But, but, Those guys were killer. But just think this is, a, you know, I do What If Wednesdays on many of the, the Wednesday shows. If Will Smith's drive to right field was a little more to the left or a little more to the right, it would have reached the gap. Kiki Hernandez would have scored and the Dodgers would have clinched and and would have they would have destroyed the Cardinals and they probably would have beaten Houston. There would no doubt they would have swept the Cardinals because that Cardinals team was they were fine. Sacrificial lamb, kind of what they were in that situation, yes. But that's how close it was. Well look at hey Josh uh, I'm gonna wrap up here. Tell people where to li- they can listen to your podcast. Yep, you can find me at Josh Neighbors underscore on Twitter. You can find the Nationals podcast at LO underscore Nationals on Twitter. You can get it wherever your podcasts are found. And hey, look, if you're maybe into some college basketball, some college football at any point in time, you're bored. Locked on Big Twelve. You can find that and Locked on Nationals wherever you guys get your podcast. You can follow it on Twitter at LO Big Twelve. Sully. It was a pleasure talking to you, my friend. And it was a pleasure talking to you. Follow us at all the places you can get your podcasts. This has been Locked On MLB for the 19th day of March 2021. 